0: you're in the right place. Welcome, welcome, everyone. My name is Dana. This is Words That Move Me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm stoked about this episode. Um, I just had a conversation with my good friend Asiel Hardison, and now my heart is so full. <laughs> I think you're going to get an earful on leadership, on what makes a great dancer, choreographer, and teacher. Hint, Some of those things are the same, but some of them are different. Uh, We also talk about instincts, and he gives the most riveting move to L.A. story that I have ever had on the podcast. So get ready. But first, we're going to do some wins. Uh, Today I am celebrating moving photos, like hard copy photographs, from the little envelopes that I picked them up from wherever the hell I picked them up probably 12 years ago. Um, I think I have a couple from Costco, a couple from CVS, maybe one from Walgreens, and maybe even one from King Supers, which is the grocery store in Colorado where I used to get my my rolls exposed. And that's a funny thing to say. (laughs) Anyways, I digress. I had so many loose photographs, unorganized, you know, not attractive and not like digestible. I put them all into photo albums. Imagine freaking that. And as I was doing it, I found they are still not organized. I actually need to go back again and like move some things around. It would be nice if they were chronological or themed um, in some sort of way. But as they fell kind of haphazardly, I am left wanting a little like one degree more organization, but it feels so good to have them all in one place. And wow, nostalgia. I mean, I know the week before I talked about unpacking your summer and this whole photo thing felt like an opportunity to reflect. So kind of in the spirit of closing out my summer with a couple of questions and answers that I asked in that episode, it felt very appropriate to kind of stay in the In the theme of reflection and take a look at where my life has been y'all and some of these are like baby baby dana like tiny little dana early dance dana some tour dana um some family dana it was really really nice anyways if you have photo albums already go take a gander take a look at those and if you do not have your photos in albums get them in there it feels really good it's felt like story time. I digress. Um, we we want to get to the actual story, the the man of the moment, Aussie L. Hardison. So now I will throw to you. Tell me what's going well in your world, and we'll get straight to Aussie. Hit me. Wow! All right, my friend. Congratulations. I'm so glad to hear that you're winning. I knew you could. I know you will continue to. This is life. There are ups, there are downs, but there are always wins, albeit small ones sometimes. So I'm glad that you're celebrating. I'm happy for you. And I'm so happy to share this conversation with Asi. all in this episode talks about being humbled by his sense of having more to learn, and this idea of being a forever student, and I think that makes him a perfect podcast guest. I think you will feel the same, so without any further ado, enjoy the one and only Asiel Hardison. Asiel Hardison, my friend, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, my sister, my sister Dana.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm just gonna tell the people the truth right now. Our first conversation <laughs> was was our first conversation was so nice we had to do it twice.
1: <laughs> so much magnetic energy.
0: <laughs> it was just too much. the The technologies broke down for the first time in words that move me history. I lost a complete interview. The recording. What do they is... say
1: now? Mercury's in the microwave or something. <laughs>
0: yes there is well mercury is somewhere not on our side um but here we are again we're having this conversation for the second time and i'm actually thrilled about that because you and i have crossed paths professionally only a small handful of times but i have been attracted to your dancing and your way your way of entering a room, your way of leading, your way of getting shit done. So that was like, that conversation was the first time we got to talk and now the people get to listen to us go even deeper. So I'm excited about it. Um, Thanks for being here.
1: You know, it's crazy. It's crazy because you said that before and I'm like, oh God, you make me wanna cry again because I respect your gifts so much. So to hear you say those words, I don't take lightly. It's like a great, it's a great morning morning to have a chat. It is a (laughs) great,
0: this is perfect. I can't think of a better way to start the day than this exactly moment right here. Um, All right, so you know the deal. You've done this once before. Sorry about it. Go ahead, take the floor. Tell everyone what you would like us to know about
1: you. Hey guys, I'm Asiel Hardison kid from the south side of Chicago, a black kid from the south side of Chicago who had a dream, a dream of performing. Um didn't know how that was gonna happen, but um I just followed instinct, I followed my intuition, I followed spirit guides, and now I'm here living in Los Angeles, living out my dreams and um still gone. Yeah, that's an mm. item
0: a- <laughs> yes you better go, and you are going far. So I'm very lucky to have you here telling your story. Um, I suppose a good place to start, and I was very interested to hear this from you, a good place to start would be your introduction to dance. Because from from what I recall, it's not your not your typical um, South Side of Chicago kid. You, you were exposed to musicals early on and to companies early on, tell me, Tell me who introduced you and how that happened how did you meet dance
1: i blame my granny well i blame the family because the family is like a musical family so you know barbecues and parties and all of that but like seeing it outside of the house seeing it in the world on a bigger uh, platform i blame my granny my Mm -hmm. grandmother she used to take dance classes in chicago she used to model so she's very connected to the arts she would take me to live shows downtown. I think she took me to one of my first auditions when I was maybe like eight or nine for the Christmas oh. Carol. Oh, I um, want to see
0: that so bad.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't book it, but you know, whatever. Um, for but Very she, it, few of
0: us book our first auditions, Asi.
1: It's, 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 it says nothing about you. On. I'm so glad I didn't book that. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> but um, she yet. took me to live shows um she really put like culture into me um for a black kid from the south side of chicago in that time this is not a normal thing you know we just do summer camp in school summer camp in school it's not the arts or cultural um heavy things is not like a part of our everyday scenario but i blame her for taking me to theater shows, I remember one particular theater show on the south side of Chicago at ETA Creative Arts Foundation. Um, I remember her taking me there and there was this group, uh, Muntu Dance Theater. They were performing, there was drumming, there was African dance, and there was just like an energy that made my third eye bright-eyed and bushy tail. I was like, what is that? (laughs) I need that. I need this. I think this is it. This is my thing. This is my thing. Um, so during intermission of this show, the theater um, expresses that they have a summer camp for singing, dancing, acting for children, arts and crafts as well. I'm looking at grandma. I'm looking at mom on the other side. I'm like, yo, handle this because this yes. is what it is, right? I've yes. always been a kid to just kind of know what I want. Well, not know what I want, but just kind of make my shit happen for me, right? If this is what I want to do, I'm going to like make sure I'm steering the ship in that direction. So Granny and Mom put me in this camp. Then after the camp, I auditioned for one of the children plays that happens from the fall to the springtime every Saturday as a children's production. And it's like you get... Wow, I got the professional experience as far as right. like theater, right? right? So I auditioned for that.
0: At like uh, what age are we now? Are we like nine? What then? are we? We're
1: like uh, okay. 93. We're probably like 10. Yeah, we're probably like 10, 11, oh 10, 11. So 10 is the camp. After that would be 11. Mm-hmm. I start, um, you know, professionally working, Right. Not that mm-hmm. we're getting paid, but we're getting the uh, experience. I think they're giving us like a McDonald's free happy meal. I don't know, whatever.
0: Oh, what kind of payment? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it,
1: it, the payment is paying off today, okay? Because wow. my, yes. Yes. my experience at such a young age is what I blame for people like you. You say, oh my God, your leadership, your professional. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. because I've been doing it since i was 10 11 years old you know so it's like hmm. a second hand nature but anyway um, in this theater camp or in this theater show for kids i they gave me an acting role i didn't want the acting role
0: oh like strictly acting
1: they it was both um okay. because people played different parts you know young mm-hmm. young theater shows right they gave right. me an acting role. I didn't want the acting role. I was scared of the acting role. And I told them, wow, wow, I, I just want to dance. I just wanted to dance because it was just something very comfortable for me to express myself creatively. Mm-hmm. Acting, like even right now, I still get anxiety. This is why I don't like teaching. I don't like the interviews. I'm like, oh my God, talking about oh, this. Oh, life. we're going to oh, get into God. that. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting there because I, this, yeah. like,
0: It's so funny the ways in which performing, teaching, and let's say choreographing, just like to really round it out, are so different and so the same thing. So I'm shocked. I'm like genuinely surprised to hear that. Everyone says that. that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you'd be
1: surprised to hear that I'm a shy person. If you watch me dance, you Mm -hmm. would think like, oh, that – Oh, he loves attention. He loves the spotlight. He loves, yeah, no. being <laughs> in a social mm. setting, awkward. <laughs> Aquarius, for real, right? So interesting, so okay. They gave me an acting role, they gave me an acting role, and I declined politely after like a week of rehearsals. I was like, no, nah, this is stressing me Not out, a good I'm fit. young. Not a I'm good like, no, nah, we ain't doing this. So I gave it up, gave it to someone. I was like, I just want to dance. I danced my heart out in that show. I I developed a really um, keen sense of connection with the choreographer of the show. She had um, a professional dance company that would do shows around the city on the weekends, on the weeknights, or whatever pay gig. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how I started dancing in a company and started like really doing it professionally. So, wow. yeah, the rest is kind of history.
0: All right, well, let's talk about the rest. Okay, so... So, jump to today. You are choreographing Vegas residencies, performing in big, massive Super Bowl commercials that I want to talk about, because how much fun was that? Um, You are working in film, TV, commercial. You function in different roles as an associate, as a co-choreographer, and as the leader, the supervisor, the one you know, driving the ship. So I see somewhat of a natural timeline, but what is different I think about you is your scope, your understanding of big picture vision, no matter what role you are in. So I think a lot of dancers and even choreographers sometimes who perform in a dancer role, limit the vision to being I'm a dancer you know cog in a wheel or what is it cog in a hole i don't know what the word is but um and they keep this narrow narrow idea of what it means to be a professional dancer on set um and i think that in every role that you serve in you have a thirty thousand foot view of what's being asked of the project i think that's what makes you a great leader i want to talk about leadership and i want to talk about you specifically on that super bowl commercial this is the this is the first time you and i have professionally worked together was it the and, first um i'm pretty sure i don't oh i can't my God, imagine what that's up. so crazy would have been it's crazy it's not acceptable so crazy. but yeah but shame it's, on uh, you, uh, you hollywood know what not acceptable? <laughs> you know what's really not acceptable is that dance got cut from that commercial like cut to also shame floor. on hollywood also never saw hollywood. the light of day like it was that? I don't know about you. That was my first Super Bowl commercial for um, um Caesar's you know what? playbook.
1: It was mine as well. And I booked two that year. One was just on the internet, and uh-huh. this one I didn't see on TV. So
0: I'm telling you, it was it came out and I saw it and I saw you. I saw your dancing, not, uh, not your face, because you were the dance double for right. JB Smoove, who was playing Caesar. There was this whole big campaign for Caesar's uh, Playbook and J.B. Smooth plays Caesar. You were his dance double and dancing in the style of James Brown. So we saw like some dancing feet, um, yeah, an yeah, evil yeah. Knievel lookalike, riding a bike you off saw a half pipe. It was massive. I looked it up online because a, okay, a friend okay. of mine was in the band. Shout out wow. Dre Babinski. Love you big hey, time. Dre. Um, I was like, Dre. <laughs> hey, Dre. We love you. Um, I was like, hey, have you seen that? spot and she was like oh yes I have it came out but there's no dancing in it they they cut the dance so I did eventually find it I can't find it anymore I looked it up before this call (laughs) I cannot find it but I will keep searching and if I ever do I'll put it in the show notes to this episode so please check it out but here's what I remember from that day because I also after having served in different you know
1: roles positions of the choreography team
0: I love looking at how people work. Also, this is why I'm a podcast host. Like, I wanna know how people think and how people get stuff done. So I'm always watching and on that day, I remember being shook by how little guidance you were given and how much you did with your talent. You seemed to know exactly what was wanted and asked for but very little communication was happening with, between you and the creative team and I I just I marveled at it and I was so impressed I'm I'm wondering if you have a technique to that if you have guiding rules or principles that you follow on set or like is it just your nature tell me tell me about it like yeah, give me the um... give me this the spiel.
1: Right. Who am I going to point the finger at for this now? No, I think, again, it's like at a young age, I'm in these positions where, like I said, I I became really close to the choreographer in that theater production, right? Which Mm -hmm. then led to me um, joining an African dance company, becoming a dance captain there, assisting the artistic director. I'm like Mm -hmm. 13, 14 years old. Okay. So I'm always I've always been around the leader
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. helping to to facilitate helping to yeah
1: learning learning Mm -hmm. learning the bigger picture so Mm -hmm. I think that's why I have a sense of eagle eye view on this world this profession because that's all I know how to that's that's the only lens I know how to look through is the bigger Mm -hmm. picture right. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what's kind of put me in these positions that I'm in now. Like, I remember um, when I first booked Gaga's tour, we rehearsed for, like, two weeks. And then the day before we went out, Lorianne's talking to the four of us guys. And, you know, it was, like, two weeks of hell because none of us have ever been on tour yet. Mm -hmm. You know, we're trying to figure out what this... um, persona or brand is. Everyone's trying to figure it out and we're just all like winging it. (laughs) But it's magic, Mm. right? But Mm -hmm. before we, the day before we went on tour, Lorianne brings the four of us around and she's like, okay, so I'm going to make Asiel my dance captain. And I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) Oh, oh wow. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, me? Oh, okay.
0: Dance cap. Great. Sweet. But had you served in that position before or just, or... Simply out, assisting. out,
1: out here n- at that point. No, I have not served as dance captain before. at, okay. at that point. Okay, so this is a first. I, yeah, I'm still like a. I mean, I still think I'm I'm a rookie right now. I don't know. That's the humility. I gotta I gotta clean it. Yeah, up somehow, it's the
0: lifelong learner thing. I have it too. Sometimes yeah. it's it works in our favor, but yeah, like it me keeps or us or from me? owning. Yeah, when it
1: gets too much, yeah, right. So you gotta own mm-hmm, it. You gotta mm-hmm. own your light, right? um I had choreographed some numbers by being a dancer on some jobs and mm. producers or directors or choreographers coming up to me hey you wanna can you choreograph this section hey can you can you put a number on this show uh Reyna my bestie Reyna she was on tour with um, Gloria Stefan, and while she was in rehearsals Liz Imperio Trying to choreograph this opening number, and she wanted some Afro-Cuban vibes, and mm. um, I, it may not be a secret, but I study Afro-Cuban religion. I study Yoruba Ifa religion, which is from uh, Nigeria, and you know, it's my faith. It's my it's my guiding light, right? Within mm-hmm. this ask, within this spirituality or religion, there's um, a lot of dance and song, right, which I love. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I get to talk to God through dance and song. Are you kidding me? Okay, great. But no so, acting,
0: though. No acting. Acting not a good fit. Right? <laughs> no, it's all real. It's
1: all real. <laughs> dance it's all. Dance okay. All. So, Reyna lets her know, like, oh, you want Afro-Cuban movement? That's my uh, friend, my roommate, Asiel. She brings me in. I'm mm-hmm. just supposed to do like give them like movements or workshop some uh, vibes or phrases with them. Mm-hmm. next thing i know she's in that rehearsal she if anyone knows liz imperial you know she's got that cane or that stick for just the you know for the out. energy right which is great and next thing Wait. i know she's handing me this she's like yeah i want you to just choreograph this number so Wait, in that did she moment she
0: literally hand you the baton did she yes, literally she did. hand you the stick oh like, this and- is brilliant
1: i haven't talked about this in a while I'm like she to-
0: actively passed the torch like the she literally,
1: charge. like in that rehearsal, and it was only one day. And you know, a tour rehearsal is what, like eight hours oh my long. There's a lunch. Yep. So yep. like, fuck. I've never done anything like this. I've never choreographed anything like this. I don't know what this is, but she's handing me the stick. She's in my ear. She's right on my shoulder the whole way through, showing me like, oh, well, maybe you should have this, or maybe you should bring them out here. Oh, can you can you think of something that's kind of like, you know, she's like I'm getting a crash course on how to choreograph a show for a tour. This is my mm-hmm. first year in Los Angeles. So like that leadership role that we're talking about, it just, it just comes. I attract it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and there we go. And then there was another situation on um, there was a PBS special. I was in with a bunch of legends, uh, Ruthie, Liz, uh, Liz Ramos, Raina, Oh, Ash, uh, Stephanie Mosley, rest in peace, she was in that. Um, oh my goodness, yes. Alex Magno was choreographing, Gustavo mm-hmm. was in that. Oh uh, yes, this is A bunch legendary. of legends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're at Sony Studios. There's a salsa number, a Cuban salsa number. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Tinkham is directing this show. One Point During Lunch. She comes to me with Alex, and they're like, "Hey, we want you to um, choreograph a section." Or I didn't do the whole song, but I did like a lot of sections in that in that in that number. Hmm. And you know, again, I'm and just here on this sometimes. job as a, as a dancer. And then like mm-hmm. last year, I'm doing the VMAs with Fatima. I'm booked as a dancer. She's talking to Kara, and then she's like, "I see y'all. Come here, come here, come here." She's like, "Can you clean the dances for me?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I don't know what it is, but it it it's isn't <laughs> what it ising. what yeah. its is doing what it's doing, and yes, I just always end up being in this leadership role because I guess people can see that I have uh, um a over head view of everything and they trust me to help create the vision there's no ego mm-hmm. involved and I'm really mm-hmm. just trying to get this shit done and make it beautiful it's it's about the bigger picture for me you know how can I help out so it, it that's happens
0: huge. Yeah. that's huge you know what I'm picking up on I like you're you're saying a lot of I've been doing this since a young age, leadership from a young age, involved in on the stage and helping people out from a young age. I mean like, yes, and I'm also hearing that you do well in the moment of take the torch at doing something you've never done before. And it sounds like in that moment where you get to step up, you weren't stopped by the fact that you hadn't done it. It was. I, I'm. It sounds like, because this is the thing. I have a philosophy about um, confidence, and and if you, if you have to have done it before, a thousand times to be confident at it, you're not going to do very well in a creative field where we're constantly striving to do things that have not been done before. So if you rely on having done something millions of times in order to be confident enough to do it, you're in big trouble. And it wow. sounds like you're not, it sounds like you're not a person who requires that million time thing, even though you it's included in your story. You're like, I've done this a lot. I've done this a lot. But in the moments where you haven't, you don't stutter. You don't hold yourself back. You step forward.
1: I mean, I'm always going to face the fears. I'm scared shitless, right? And you mm-hmm. even you saying what you just said, I'm like, dang, I need to take this with me in my heart because <laughs> as a choreographer now... Choreographing my first Vegas residency, you know. For Shania Twain, oh right, sorry. See what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm just choreographing the show. (laughs) 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 I'm dance captain. Oh right, Lady Gaga. Sorry, excuse me. Right,
0: but which I I do want to circle back, but keep going. No, that's fine.
1: It's just in these moments, I'm I do meet or I have my human moments of like imposter syndrome. 100%. Because I haven't necessarily been taken under any choreographer's wings and mm-hmm. showed the ropes like, you know, I've always had to peek behind the curtain and see how things are going because I always mm. have that over eye view. So me on a dancer, me as a dancer on a job, I'm looking at mm-hmm. everything. I'm looking mm-hmm. at how you're talking to the director. I'm looking at how you're talking to the artist. I'm watching how you're talking to the dancers. I'm looking at everything. I'm like, mm, I can, mm, I will probably do this that way. Oh, I have a solution for what you're going through right now because you know there's no pressure mm-hmm. on me. But mm-hmm. as when when it's my turn to be in that role, I'm definitely engaging a little bit in those insecurities and those, I hear like, you. I haven't done this before. I don't know. Like on Shania's residency, when I'm walking in the room. It's, you know that moment before the artist comes in and all the departments we're all getting it together. We're making sure everything's ready so that when she comes in, you know it's like people asking me questions. Asiel, what do you think? What should we do here? ACL when does she want to, And I'm like, fuck, fuck. There's no you have to know answers. There's no Fatima to to answer to. There's no Richard Je- or Laurie, it's There's you. no it's me. They're asking me. Oh my god. Oh my god. So it's like. I, in those moments, you just, you rise or you fly. I'm going to choose to rise. <laughs> I may be wrong, but I'm always going to, I'm going to try, like, whatever. And you're you know. going to
0: figure it out. And that's also when you're in a creative environment, especially the the building of a show. You know, this is before the editing, before the refining, the finishing, the polishing. Mm-hmm. There is no wrong. It's like, well, this is an option and this is an option and that's an option, we shouldn't do this option because yeah. that would mean that blah, blah. But yeah. that's like, that's what, that's what answering means. It means giving options, imagining options, having vision. And that yeah. it sounds like you have in spades, but I, I commiserate with you and I understand this weird thing that's like, when I'm on set as a dancer, I feel like I can see everything. Right. It's like from this little privileged position of having less responsibility, I'm I'm able to see so much. But when it's on you and when you must answer the questions and when you must connect different departments, it's not even like you have to answer all things dance because dance and dancers choreography are unique in this way. We will touch on we will interact with almost every other department. Dancers must engage with wardrobe. We must engage with the production design. We must engage with lighting, props, all of it. Um, But it's like this, like for some reason in the dance position, I can see things, but when you're in that leadership position and you have to have laser point focus on a problem, sometimes you don't see as much as you might if you could step back. And that's why I love stepping back like even when I am in those leadership positions I like to really be in it and crush and crush but yeah. then hand it off to someone else and let me step back and kind of cross my eyes a little yeah. bit and see like get that like you said that bird's eye that 30,000 yeah. I'm you. understanding that
1: too I'm understanding mm-hmm. that as I'm step as I'm stepping into this choreography role like could because what I already know is like I'm Man, me as an assistant, as a dance captain, the an- mm. the way the answers come in this brain, I'm like, mm. oh, babe, I got your solution right here. Boom, boom, pow, 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 boom. <laughs> but when I'm in the, when it's on me, <laughs> I'm like, uh, 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 hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just hold on, give me five minutes. Let me think, let me, uh, 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 uh. But it's like when I'm stepping back from the pressure role, it's mm-hmm. like flowing like water. Mm-hmm. It's like no second guessing at all. It's like, oh my God, this is exactly, this is totally what you should do, you know? Yeah, and
0: it's, that's the answer to imposter syndrome, I think, is is releasing pressure and remembering that if you are there, mm-hmm. at least you are in a space surrounded by people that you look up to that you can learn from. And although yeah. you didn't have one mentor or one person guiding you, it sounds like you treated everyone during your come up mm-hmm as an opportunity to learn. And you watched
1: from the sidelines.
0: You watched everyone. So you had 45, you had 50, you had 100 mentors. But I understand, and it's something that I kind of wrestle with. And as we're creating the Choreographers Guild, like from the ground up, it's the conversation that we're having. Other industries, like medicine, for example, do have systematic structures for people to move up through ranks, be Mentored, guided, evaluated as they go, and dance entertainment, we don't. Um, So it is something that we're kind of talking about the value of. (laughs) Well, and because there is less structure, right? There's not one way to be a choreographer. I'll, I'll be
1: honest, I'll be honest. There's moments where I'm working with a choreographer and there's this intimidation because I do have answers or I am so good at what I do. So there's that that issue too, which is also another, that's a whole other podcast. But let's just, oh, you know, call it well, spade a spade.
0: <laughs> I think it's an interesting thing when our ideas and our values are what we're selling. So it can be tremendously um, unsettling to feel, especially in the leadership position, that your ideas and your values aren't good or right and that someone else's are. You know how how... I'm sure you've seen like onset dynamic and the hierarchy get rattled when the person at the top feels threatened. I actually had Jamal Sims on the podcast. We had a great conversation about how he collaborates. He he talks so much about how feeling supported is at the heart of his, you know, kind of creative way. And so he always works with teams that are able to unleash the ego just as well as he is. And he genuinely is so good at that. Like There are a
1: lot of people that are that way. There are people that are not that way and there are people are that that are that way. And I've worked in both scenarios. And mm-hmm. just seeing, I know that being in both scenarios, I know which way I want my room to be run. Like Jamal yep. Sims, so like Encanto, it's he had the right people in the room to create mm-hmm. magic. It's there's no ego, there's no insecurities, there's just an allowing of greatness to happen in that mm-hmm. room. Fatima's mm-hmm. another one. She's so good at putting people in the right lane so that they can flourish and allow. And that's why the work is always top stellar. You know what I'm saying? And that's something I've taken as I've gone through my career. That's how I want to be because that's what makes the that's what makes the shit great. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. let all the greatness in the room make the shit great, and it's not just all on you. So, yeah. Mm. That.
0: I want to talk about, as you're naming these people that you've kind of modeled yourself after, I want to jump back to Lady Gaga really quick because you you had been with her since 2008, and you were in the camp for how many years? Like 10 years, something 10, long, 11, long, time? 10, 11,
1: 12, I don't know, 208 two uh, till... Till what is it? Maybe eighteen. So yeah, ten years.
0: Okay. And what were your biggest takeaways? What did you learn from her, Miss Stephanie?
1: How to lead. Yeah. How to create. How to walk in a room.
0: Okay, is that where you got it?
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) because man, if you ever on set with her, um, I'll tell this story about how when we were opening up for Pussycat Dolls in the UK. This is where that whole another plane, no sleep, shower, show, club show. Like, so after the show, next city, in the morning, television show. After that television show, another television show. Then tour show. After the tour show, another club show. But just I want to talk about um, her in the room on these television sets as a new artist in a m- heavily male-driven industry,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a young woman demanding and commanding the space and mm. the respect, the way she walks in the room, the way she answers the questions, the way she speaks on what she wants her image to be how she wants to be perceived, how she wants to be shot, like as a new artist. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if it's the New York in her or the Italian in her, but I watched that. I watched mm-hmm. that 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 knowing that she had that, you know, this is who I am and this is what I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna give you, right?
0: Cool. She the awareness number one and then the communicating of it, number two, like you have to know what you're about to say and then you have to say it in a certain way that it yeah. lands or that people under th- share the knowing
1: <laughs> literally how she walked in a room the walk changed uh, the walk uh, changed there's a there's a walk in a room walk
0: <laughs> oh my god i gotta be practicing mine i should we you know what Will you teach class with me? And we're going to do across the floor for an hour and a half. And we're just going to work on the enter the room walk.
1: (laughs) Listen, that'll help you. In that, That reminds me of Frank Gatson auditions back in the day where you would book the job or the cut. The first cut was like walking across the floor.
0: Work. Sometimes that's all you need to know.
1: I taught a class two weeks ago. and I was just going to
0: say, this is a great segue. Go for it. Go ahead.
1: I was just saying, I taught a class two weekends ago, and the first eight count or four eights or whatever, or four count, was just a walk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I learned from Richie and Lori, like, high knees look good. Mm. You know, instead of dragging your feet, high knees looks great, and I'm 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 sharing that gift with the world because I agree with it. It it commands mm. the energy. It mm-hmm. gets, like that's Gaga walking in the room. There's high knees. There's a little swag to it. There's a little like confidence. Like mm. it's not just the walk. Who are you? What are you saying? You know.
0: I'm just gonna let that breathe as people try to answer that question. <laughs> Because who are you and what are you saying is actually (laughs) very, very difficult questions to answer. Right. To know yourself and what you want to say and then represent those things in movement, not an easy thing, my friend. So I'm glad you brought it to students, I'm glad that you allowed them to see that that's an not only an option but a a demand of the job. You have to know yourself and have something to say to fill space behind someone like Lady Gaga. If you don't you I mean we'd be better off putting a little LED light bulb back there. Like there has to be an equal balance of power on stage and and sometimes it's by holding a a, a position. Sometimes it's by walking. But I think there is a You know, you're a dancer, I'm a dancer, we love doing eight counts, right? But as most dancers train at eight counts, they get excited about eight counts, they neglect the other training, which is the, who are you? What do you have to say? How do you fill space? With what?
1: Yeah. Because most of
0: the time it's not going to be eight counts.
1: it's, 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 It's the story that you're telling. Now that I'm behind the table a lot um I just assisted Jamal and Kai T at an audition this weekend for Disney for and, live
0: action in Kanto? I cannot yeah, wait. Right?
1: So mm-hmm. I I couldn't I couldn't keep my mouth closed anymore. Oh. <laughs> I okay, are you seeing me? I uh-huh. wasn't teaching choreography. I was just kind of helping them sign in and press and play and help, you know, help keep the flow go. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching these kids once they start auditioning. I'm like, dang. They're saying, like, yeah, so this is like a carnival song, a celebration. We want to see the joy. And I'm like, they're not hearing them. They're not hearing them. And I blame class. I blame Instagram, which is all great. All this stuff is great. I'm not shunning on this stuff. But There's something that's that we're losing as dancers because of these mediums. We're losing Hmm. the acting. We're Mm -hmm. losing the the ability to read the room or read the job or read the brand. Right. So this is Disney. Hmm. This is this is cartoon. Right. Actual magic. Actual magic. So Mm -hmm. you as your inner child, or you as a child when you were younger and you used to get your cousin, you guys used to act out a lot in the movie and perform it for your mom and, and you had the bright eyes and you were so dramatic, like that's what this audition is calling for, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't the, the fierce face, the let me kill the step. Like you kill the step, but none of that matters. <laughs> I need the acting because this mm-hmm. is a live action, you know, the film is going to be played behind you. And it's also like in conto. So it's got to like, I don't need you to be the fierce dancer that's getting all the likes on your post. Like, I need the acting. I need the joy. I need the magic. I need the mystery. I need the, the playfulness. So I, yes. I, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. And after I stopped one time, I was like, OK, Hey, Jamal, can I say something? See, this is a great leader. He's like, yeah, sure, go ahead, go on. I'm like, exactly. Okay, guys. And then, you know, I, I gave them my my spiel just to help them because, you know, I'm not that, oh my God, here it is, not that vet or OG, you know, it's so mm-hmm. weird to say that, but, you know, I've been out here a while and I'm not mm-hmm. that guy to just withhold secrets. I want to see everyone win. I want to see everyone get the, the tools necessary to have a great career, you know what I'm saying? These are things that you and I, I don't know if you had to learn this, but I had to learn this just by watching, just by booking the job with Fatima and punching Goofy's on it and watching AJ and Binky and Mm -hmm. Leslie, like watching these OGs. I'm just watching, I'm absorbing, I'm watching how they're moving. Oh, so we're doing this dance for will smith for bt okay so they're really like going out so this is a different performance than i've seen them do behind Aaliyah. so i'm watching mm-hmm. them and, you know that's what kind of program me and my profession and my um approach to everything so i'm just really trying to give that back to the kids or the dancers yeah. the artists that's
0: that's huge actually what you're saying is kind of giving me pause and i want to take back something i said earlier about there not being a systematic structure for people to advance in this field. And it's sort of true, but it's also not a fact because today more than ever you have mentorship program on workshop, on mentorship, on podcast, on question answer sessions, on like, on like zoom stuff. There is so much accessibility to top tier professional working ass people that are sharing their insights and wisdom and it's so accessible that stuff i mean this is a great example
1: right here and you still got to be careful too (laughs)
0: for sure and there is so only so much that you can learn by words or by watching some things you really need to just go mess up and that's how you learn it (laughs) but i think that is really a great point and i'm grateful that you are in those rooms and so willing to share um i want to loop back to that to the Bop City and Africa and America launch Mm -hmm, event. That's mm -hmm. what you were teaching for. And I saw you that night. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it to class that day, but I talked to Julian Myers afterwards and she was like, Dana, Aussie was so good. What he choreographed was pop. It was music video, it was tour and that stuff isn't going anywhere as long as people are making pop popular music.
1: It's not going people, anywhere. The,
0: they'll want to tour albums and dancers need to know how to do that. It was so great the hit a pose and hold for eight counts while the artist has a moment or talks to the audience or whatever. And so many people can't get over themselves enough to hold a pose for eight count and be full of their talent. That's what I like to say instead of full of yourself. but it kind of looks, like, still it looks it. like full of yourself, still serving,
1: breathing, still serving it, giving it to the artists, right?
0: Pointing, pointing the direction at them. Um, but anyways, you did that and I'm stoked for you. So whether you hate teaching or not,
1: whether it stresses <laughs>
0: you out or not, I'm grateful that you're doing it. And that night. I don't know if it was the vibe from class or if it's just the way that you learned how to walk into a room, but I saw you at the after party and my friend, I haven't seen an entrance like that in a long time. You floated. You, I actually had flashes of your <laughs> Super Bowl character who was clad oh. head to toe in gold. And I was like, that's that guy. There he is. Oh Look God. at him being like the Caesar. So. I don't I mean say, to, like, overflatter no, you, but this is no, it's just how I felt. It's what I witnessed.
1: I will say I was on, a <clears throat> like, a creative high that day. Um, I guess it's no secret that Asi doesn't like to teach. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, what are you going to teach? Do you like to teach? What are you going to teach? What are you going to teach? I teach you, I'll teach. In, I only teach in rehearsals, right? That um, is special. That's, that's listen, cool. Because just mm-hmm. the teaching world, what it is now, what it has become, because I used to teach before I went on tour, loved it. It was like no thing, but now it's just a whole different ball game and I'm trying to wrap my head around that. And then mm. also wrap my head around like st- staying firm in what I am as a teacher and what I'm here to offer, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I kicked and screamed the whole way through to class. I mean, the whole way to class. I kicked and screamed during class I'm like, see, this is why I don't like to, you guys. Whatever, but these <laughs> students, these university students, were like, you've taught overseas, right? And you know mm-hmm. the type of energy that they're mm-hmm. um, reciprocating in class. It's a hunger, Hungry, respect respectful for engaged. the craft, mm-hmm. respect for the moment, respect for the dance over there, and and these,
0: certainly respect for the teacher.
1: Yeah. These, mm-hmm. these um, university students that Kara had that showed up to my class inspired the sh out of me, yo. Like, I've, I, I haven't seen that in a while. Young dancers who hit steps that I'm giving because I'm not giving you the whoa, the, the new TikTok. I'm not giving you that. I'm mm-hmm. giving you pop pop when it was in its prime in the early 2000s, where you oh, take, you open wide, right? And you look, yes. look, right. That yes. that snap pop, like that's what I'm teaching. And they were like hungry for it. They were eating it up. They were really, really trying to grasp this nuance that, mm-hmm. not, that you don't see too often. There are also some teachers that do teach it. JR, I love him, the live music mm-hmm. thing, perfect, right? but you don't see this type of nuance taught often. Thank you. It's Virginia. not
0: flooding the feed. It's not, no, you not know, at all. it's not in our face. Yeah.
1: But then when they get, when you get on the jobs, this is what people are asking me to do. And then now we have to like have a crash course on how to like stand and command, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying like these university students were so hungry. They inspired me so much. And as much as I, I have to stop saying I hate teaching. <laughs> but as much as because I have- Because it sounds I, like you- sounds Yeah, you're like right. I'm going through- lift, Listen, it's the fall. I'm shifting. It's okay. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a shift. It's And it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. So as much as I get anxiety about teaching, I really enjoyed that. And I was just so inspired. So after the class- I went to a, a, a day party with Raina and the other teachers, and then we came to the after party, and I was just on such a high at like, the students from that day, even the conversation that we had mm-hmm. with the students. One girl mm-hmm. was so brave, asked about like, not a uh, normal, mm-hmm. like, so how do I get an industry Question. She was trying to right. figure out something emotionally. And I was uh-huh. like, that, see, see, that's why, Do what I do, because these these dancers are still out here. These dancers Mm -hmm. that are going to give us emotionally what you and I do as dancers. Mm -hmm. We know how to give the proper emotion or or you know ride the proper wave. So I'm like she's on the right track, and I was just so inspired. So when you see me walk in that night, I was just like on a creative high. Like man, that's cool. I love that basking in that happiness.
0: Well, that tracks, I could see that. Um, And I'm glad to hear this is a, it's a heartful story. I like hearing about young people that have heart and that aren't simply trying to get the the key to the code to success, you know, but- Because it's so fast paced now. Oh, right. And it's easy to look for the hack, right? You want like the fast pass, but dancers who listen to the language of emotion, actually have that fast pass because that's what we work in we we sell emotions we sell this is life without the product or the album this is life with it this is the emotion of being you know associated with this big pop star this is the emotion of being out of love or in love like we deal in emotions
1: it's more that than the step.
0: yeah for sure um, and especially having somebody who's sensitive, you and I talked about this last time, you love a sensitive dancer who can tell what's needed in the moment. Like, where are we at as a group? Are we lifting the artist, or are they far past us? Do we need to get it together? Do I need to lift y'all? Like right. there is this like checking the temperature. Um, when we talked about it the first time you, I took a note cause it was so great. You said, I need to know where I'm at geographically like on stage am i in the right place but also vibration wise am i in the right place and i think like that's important you have to be real you have to be so good actually at hitting the steps that you can do those two things on top of that i'm in a way i'm glad that people are out there getting good at hitting steps because that needs to be last on your thing list of things to worry about Mm -hmm. Uh, there's so much more to be done um i uh, thank you for bringing that story up.
1: When we're on stage with, um, you know, I was a dance captain for Gaga for my whole time over there. And, uh, you know, sometimes she comes out, or any artist, they come out for the prayer circle, mm-hmm. before the show, you kind of get, that's where, yeah, for that's me, that's where I see, okay, yeah, okay, so where are they at emotionally, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes they're like, okay, guys, let's just pray. Or they're really excited about their song hit number one, or they're mm-hmm. going through something mm-hmm. personal, and they're like, right. You know, they're expressing to their team their support system, like, you guys, I'm, man, having a day, my dad, my mom, whatever. And you kind of, for me personally, as her dance captain, I'm like, okay, so say she's having a a personal moment or a personal day, so she's a little bit down Mm -hmm. in her vibration. She's got to go out on this stage and lift up 20,000, 80,000, 10,000, whatever. And she's gotta lead this she's gotta lead the ship. She's gotta steer the ship. So as her leader of the dancers, I'm like, okay, I gotta make sure that this department is supporting her and giving her what she needs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I may turn up the volume on my performance, which then turns up the volume on my colleagues, you know, my opposite or whatever. And then now she's feeling vibrant and she's like Oh, man, I love my game. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm, and you, you know, I'm so happy I have you guys. And she's singing us praises after the show, like, thank you guys. So, oh, man, I couldn't have done it without that. You know what I'm saying? So yes. that is important to me. Yes. And it's not just collecting the check and hitting the step. No, no, it's no. about what is, it's that over eye view, that overhead view, that eagle eye view. Yes. It's like what's needed to make this work. Well,
0: you have to have the vision first, but then you also have to be at the command station of that energy dial, like you have to know how to create more or how to match what you're standing next to, and that's yeah. something I, I have been faulted for. I, I, I do that well now, but that was not always the case. That was a steep learning curve. Really, I think so. I think wow. I, I think I've overdone it before. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit. You, but that's how we find I balance, Aussie. That's how we find balance. Is sometimes we, we overcorrect and sometimes we. You know, that's how you find your leg.
1: <laughs> I well, Just let me get you some flowers really quick because I've watched you on the Justin Timberlake tour. I just fell. I, I just, I, this 2020- is what happens
0: when I get flowers. I'm going to try really <laughs> to take it. Okay. <laughs> we all do, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Take it. Mm-hmm. But the 2020 tour, I think it was, um, There, you were just like my favorite performer. There that's was such a you. season there was such a, a knowing mm. of just the right amount of salt, just the right amount of garlic pepper to put in. Like mm. you were a star and I couldn't take my eyes off of you. Mm. And it wasn't like I wasn't looking at Justin. You were still throwing it at him. Mm. You complimented his essence. This is what I always tell mm. my dancers.
0: Like I like that.
1: you're an extension of the artist's mm-hmm. essence, mm-hmm. essence mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So... Who they are, who their brand is, that's who you are on stage. Mm-hmm. And you did that top tier, Ooh. stellar. I was just such a fan. I fell in love with your quality of movement, your texture of movement. And I've been such a like, oh, my God. So to hear you say the things <laughs> that you were saying to me in the beginning oh of this podcast, goodness. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so like, oh, my God. But you don't even know like what you do to me. And I don't get moved often. There's not a lot of dancers All that right. can like move me because of... I need people. I need to feel something. Jillian as well. Like oh oh my my god, she's one of my favorite movers. It's so honest. Actually, it's so pure. It's almost
0: unfair how into choreography and how well she's doing as a choreographer. Porque Mm -hmm. I want her to dance always. I want to always be watching her dance. (laughs) Oh,
1: we deserve to see that oh that gosh. gentle and power. Power. It's so good. That quiet, power, it too, sensible.
0: Thank you so much. I receive. Yeah. I appreciate. It. Thank you so yeah. much. And this is, I, I love the way that you, um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I love the way that you see people uh, and I'm flattered that you see me in that way. Thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, okay. I do want to get to one last story because this is, I have never had, such a a visual such a visceral move to la story as yours that you told last time we talked and i have to you've mentioned reyna hidalgo a couple times now reyna yeah, will be joining me on the podcast i'm embarrassed that she hasn't already i'm such a big fan of hers um but will you please tell me a little bit about because reyna's from miami i, I talked to me about how She's you two met so made the trip and how how yeah. that like okay, because we started talking about the beginning, and then we kind of got to where you are now. But I just need this one connective tissue because it's this, so. Yeah, good. yeah,
1: yeah. This was the beginning of of my new beginning, or the beginning of the the, the good times, right? So I'm living in Miami. I'm um, teaching at a dance studio. I'm dancing on the WNBA dance team, the Miami Soul. This is where I meet Raina. Mm-hmm. Our choreographer, one of the choreo, oh, well, no, he was the choreographer of that team, Kahinde. He booked a job on a film from Justin Kelly. Yes, Justin thank Kelly. you again
0: for saying that again because people need to know from Justin to Kelly, go right now, actually
1: Listen, episode first. Listen, any dancer, you need to watch that because not that you the need movie to know. was great, but <laughs> the the iconic dancers in there, You need to watch them. We're talking about Draco, uh, Leo Moctezuma, Teresa Espinosa. Melanie Benz. Melanie Benz, Gilbert, Mm -hmm. uh, Travis Payne choreography, Stacey Walker. Oh, my Legends, right? Crushing, yes. Legends are dancing in this film. Um, Like I said, our choreographer- uh friend is dancing this film so one night we're all going out this spot called nikki beach on miami beach kristen dennehy oh my god how can oh my i god, Kristen it because there was a moment there was a moment down there, I'll never forget this, uh, Buster Rhymes' Make It Clap was playing in the club. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was I know exactly what box. you're talking about. And me and Raina were just like, mouths <laughs> open, like looking at her like, oh my God. And she wasn't like hitting all the steps, but it was the, she had the Kangol hat. This is when Kangol hats were the thing. Oh, yes. It was like low and she was just hitting these beats or whatever. So anyway, there's a night out. We're all hanging out. I think there's a moment where Teresa and Raina end up battling this girl freestyle. And I'm <laughs> like, would. what the fuck they is would. going on? <laughs> like, we're we're in the club with like people that we are huge fans of, and we're like hanging out and partying and freestyle. And it's all love and community, right? Yeah. On a and and they're down here working on a big scale, like on a huge film. So. I think we're at Denny's or you know after whatever the, after and I'm, the club oh, okay. After the club and I'm I'm like okay so where are you guys living so they flew you guys like, down how does here, this work what do you do and how do yeah, you Yeah so guys, like do what's going it? on <laughs> Yeah, they paid for y'all to come here you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying cuz in Miami or Chicago that's not heard of like you know dance at that point you 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 weren't paid to do stuff like that uh-huh. Gilbert, I think it was Gilbert who answered my question. He's like, yeah, we're in L.A. And then Teresa Espinosa echoed, yeah, Los Angeles. I was like, oh, say motherfucking less. (laughs) I think the next day I told Raina, I was like, yeah, gee, so I'm hitting it. I'm moving, right? Uh And, you know, Raina's from... Uh, Latin family, so, you know, mom's always going to want her daughter to, like, job. Oh, yes. it's, it's not 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 do anything to chase your dreams like that. I was like, so she's a bit hesitant to make this step at first, but at one point she's like, nah, bro, I'm with you. Let's go. So then me and Raina, we packed our bags and- uh, Like
0: actual- trash bags like that's how my car was Uh, no
1: no wait well i actually i moved back to chicago first and she came i think three weeks later okay
0: came to Um, chicago and
1: then she came to chicago okay because i was like well i gotta like you know and
0: that makes sense like for her to
1: get to let me regroup Uh yeah i was like well you know just come to my family's house in chicago stay with me for like Two, three months. This was like October. And I'm like, yeah, and then we'll move in January. We'll move top of the year. Love it. Oh, because that October was the Janet Jackson audition for the Super Bowl.
0: There you have it.
1: Right. And after that, that's. Ooh, when she
0: speaking came to of legendary, I'm going to also include
1: that in the show notes. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, she moves. We t- we're teaching. I'm dancing back with one of my African dance companies. She's coming around. She's helping out with the show. She's getting, you know, all a little bit of, you know, what my life is like. Mm -hmm. Um, Family takes her in. Then, January 7th, we pack my Kia Sportage. Oh, yes. (laughs) With clothes and whatever necessities we need. It's like the morning. We're at my mom's house. My mom is like, teary eye, but helping us pack we're doing going and shifts back and forth from the house to the car yeah. and we begin our journey to los angeles it takes about two days mm-hmm. um on this journey what's really important and kind of funny but really important to me arena is like whoever's in the passenger seat like when they're napping uh-huh. one of us would always wake up because we're very spiritual people and very in tune right one of us will wake up and be like I just had a dream that I saw all the ancestors, our spirit guides setting things up for us over there in Los Angeles, right? And then one person would wake up and be like, oh my God, I had a dream that like celebrities were at my birthday party. Like, <laughs> was like oh my God, I think you know, we're like driving, the we're driving to like our Emerald City yeah. or our Land of Oz. And we're like, this is good signs. This it's going, you know, we're scared, but we're like, we're doing it, so mm-hmm. we're like, oh, this is affirmation, and this is really gonna work out. Mm-hmm. We get to Los Angeles two days later, it's like evening time. I think we um, we booked the well, the apartment wasn't open, so I booked the, mo- We booked the motel at um Peppertree on Lakersham, oh, yes, oh, from, yes, uh, something, whatever, Lakersham. There's like a roach crawling on the wall oh. We're it was like, this is like a TV moment. This is like scripted totally fully yeah. me, to me and Reina's film to A&R creatives film. Oh my goodness. This, uh, there's a roach on a wall. It's a one bit. We're like, we look at each other and then we like, okay, well, here we go. Good luck. Good night. <laughs> Next day. The before we go to the apartment, we go to Super Days class. I'll yes. never forget, it was a Friday at Old Millennium at 4 p.m. <laughs> old Millennium. He taught in that studio right to the left when you came yep. in. Another one. He taught Minuteman by Missy Elliott. So strong. I remember what I had on. Like, it's just stuff that you'll never forget because this is just a part of that like this is that journey. And then like, I remember afterwards, Super Dave selling cakes for $5. Yes, Super
0: Dave cakes. And we we're like,
1: wow, we're here right now. We're here. It's like, it's happening. Yes. Then we go to the apartment. We put due do the down payment. Mm-hmm. We go into the studio, it's a studio apartment we set up our clothes on one side as she set up her clothes on the other side. And we sleep on our clothes that first night, you know, it's just like so much happening. We don't even have air mattresses yet, you know, oh man, awesome! and that was just like the beginning yeah. of not the end, but just the beginning of the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah. It is so yeah. fun to look back and to look forward with you. Cause I think you have a very bright future, but it's so much fun. I guess we're kind of, it's, it's fun to be in a similar position, right? Like you and I are both like students for life, right? Humble pie. Oh, who me? No, I just, you know, yeah, I mean, I do I choreograph a little and yeah, world tours and whatever. But um, there is something really cool to, imposter syndrome aside, being owning our current positions as leaders while still learning and this is not an either or, and this is just our decision. And the the way that we've decided to live our life is by leading and by learning. And thank you for being such a great example of both. It's an inspiration to me. And I'm so grateful to have shared the mic with you today because I learned a lot. I know people listening did as well. Thank you. Thank you for being here.
1: I'm grateful. I'm honored. I'm honored to you know have a platform to speak and tell my story. Um, Yes, humble pie, mm. but then too much humility can make you sink. That's true. You know, you got to you got to own who you are. You have to believe and trust. You have to have a little bit of confidence. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be arrogant. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be nasty, but too much humility can make you sink. So, this is definitely the way to like you explained. It's that's how you swim. It's true. <laughs> you just face it and you keep a little bit of humility, you know? You're always learning, I guess. You're always learning.
0: And with that, I bid you adieu. Enjoy the rest of your <laughs> when the hell day is it? I don't even know. Oh, it must be Monday. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it Monday? Listen, sure I don't know. It sure is. <laughs> well, I need rest. We, yeah, you do. <sighs> Thank you. Go get some rest. Um, I love you, to Bits. I'll talk to you soon. We'll we'll do this again. Hopefully, we won't have to. But if we do have to, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Bye.
1: Love you. Lo- bye, love. Love
0: you. Bye. OK, my friend, what did you think about that? My love cup is full. Um, I really loved hearing Asiel's attitude about teaching and kind of unpacking the highs and lows of that moment with him. Um, I really love how Aussie reminds us of the many responsibilities of choreographers and dancers that are not moves. Our responsibility to community, our responsibility to professionalism, our responsibility to an energy and upholding it, uplifting it. Um, I loved his emphasis on the importance on watching and listening. And uh, honestly, this move to L.A. story, Sleeping on Clothes, I have I I have been there. I've seen it. I have done it. And I'm just my heart is exploding for all of the success that Asiel and Raina Hidalgo both have had since that first night in LA. I hope that you found that story as riveting and inspiring as I do. I hope that if you are moved by this episode, go find Asiel, go find Raina Hidalgo. I will also link to everyone else that was mentioned in this episode. Um, Give a follow. And if the podcast is moving you, please leave us a review and a rating. It helps other people find the pod. So useful. And, um, Yeah, really also encouraging. I love hearing from you guys. I love hearing what you like, and I love feedback of all sorts. I mean, come on. Also, lifelong learner over here. Raise his hand. Uh, Even at our 150-plus podcast mark. I know that the numbers of the episodes are deceiving, but with several bonus episodes and our first actual podcast Was episode 0.5 so we have passed our 150 mark i'm super stoked about that thank you for listening thank you for your reviews and ratings and feedback and thank you for going out into the world and keeping it super funky i'll talk to you soon bye this podcast was produced by me with the help of many Music by Max Winnie. Logo and brand design by Bree Reitz. And big thanks to Riley Higgins, our executive assistant and editor. Also, massive thanks to you, the mover who is no stranger to taking action. So go take action. I will not, cannot stop you from downloading episodes or leaving a review and a rating. I will not ban you from my online store for spending your hard earned money on the cool merch and awesome programs that await you there. I will 100% not stop you from visiting wordsthatmoveme.com if you want to talk with me, work with me, and make moves with the rest of the Words That Move Me community. Oh, and also, I will not stop you from visiting thedanawilson.com if you're curious about all the things that I do that are not Words That Move Me related. (laughs) All right, my friend. Keep it funky. I'll talk to you soon.